Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Top Shelf, a guide to high-quality leadership, spirits, and everything in between. Here we go, Year of the Rabbit, New Year's 2023, Episode 1. Clint, I'm excited to be back in the lab with you. I'm excited to be back as well. I'm happy to have you back from vacation. Yeah, vacation from hell. But uh, we'll, <laughs> that's probably, we'll get into that at the resilience phase of, of our episode today. So today we're going to share uh, leadership on uh, goals, resiliency or grit. And then we'll have a bit of a twist uh, to start off 2023 and I'll talk about it a little bit. But uh, we're going to hit you guys with a mocktail and a cocktail. So we're going to be making tequila sunrises, leaded and unleaded. Ooh, very nice. Very, I like that, unleaded. Yeah. Unleaded. For everybody that doesn't drink or maybe wants to take a break from it, um, yeah, a little treat uh, at the end of this episode. So like I mentioned, you're the rabbit. Clint, what are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions? Are you a pro or against... I uh, before we go there, so year of the rabbit. But what was last year? Uh, I don't know. Do we know? No. All right, all right year of the rabbit. Okay, I like that. Um, no, you know what? My thoughts are, I, I don't know. As I get older, I feel like I've had so many in the past. They never come to fruition. I do. I have experience with one in the past that I actually stuck to, and it worked out really well for me. And that was quitting smoking. Uh, 16 years ago. So that was a New Year's resolution? That was a New Year's resolution. Or was resolution. that a bet? Were you, were, was there it was a bet? Both, was there money? It was money? a bit of both, yeah. Yeah, so there's money. And so. it was like a four-day hangover as well in there. So oh. I think combined, all together, I stuck to it. So pat on the back there. But in general, no. You know what? I, I think um, you have the whole year to be making, setting goals and to uh, making resolutions. It's kind of like what I said earlier to you is, um, you know, why wait for Valentine's Day to do something nice for your loved ones? I could do it any day, any weekend. Surprise somebody. Right? Yeah, and you can save some money too. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's not the same thing every time. For me, I, I want to start the revolution against New Year's res, uh, resolutions. I want to, I want to raise a fist and and bury those resolutions in the backyard with with mittens. I want to start talking about setting realistic goals and eliminate resolutions. Because resolutions really, um, from all uh, information I've looked at, 10% of re resolutions actually get finished and you see them through. Oh, okay. Wow. That's nine, so 90% fail. That's incredible. It's 90% fail. So a resolution, you know, there's, there's resolutions out there that I want to lose weight or I want to eat healthy or I want to go to the gym. And I see the gym memberships. You know, the gym memberships are like skyrocketing for January, February. Can't get any access to any of the machines. And then, oh, this it's empty again, right? That was a New Year's resolution. It worked for a month to two months, right? And that's almost a perfect segue when, when we start this off is, is goals. So setting goals. And as leaders, you know, setting goals is very important. And I've mentioned this before on a previous podcast, but setting SMART goals. And, and what I mean by SMART goals is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound goals. And, you know, when you set a goal, you challenge yourself. 
You can also challenge your team because the, your team can be part of those goals. You know, it's not. It, it can be um, a goal where you want to grow the business together with the team and um, and provide more equity to the team, or you can grow the business into a different branch or a different division. So you maybe you're doing uh, make baking donuts, but now you want to start doing let's say baking cakes, and that's that's new for your business. Something cool, something unique but something that can generate revenue that you've seen from, you know, on TV, Cake Boss, we see all those shows. And that's a, that could be a goal. And that could be a goal that you share with, with the team. Well, that so, sounds, so let's talk about that. That's a specific goal. That's right? a, yeah, very specific. I, I make cupcakes for a living. I want to move into, I want to be the Cake Boss, yep. right? So um, I think we walk through the acronyms a little bit. Some people, I'm sure most people on listening have heard of SMART goals before, but if you haven't, um, look it up. Uh, it's a really nice tool, especially like what Jason said, when you're working with your teams, creating t- team goals, but then also your individual goals, right? So it's yeah. just a really good model to walk through. Yeah, and if you set specific goals, um, you increase your chances of meeting those by 90%. So if you take the time to write out and think through uh, the goals, you have a 90% chance of, of completing those those goals. How would we how would we measure um, the cake example? The cake example, okay. So, if we use the cake example, um, we're going to set that as our goal, and we're going to start at the bottom. So, think of it as a as a building. We're on the basement floor, and our goal is on the twentieth floor. We don't just step up to the elevator, push, you know, twenty, and we go straight to twenty. There are steps, and there are learnings, and there are. Um, uh, there are things that come in between all of this b- before you hit 20, before you become that cake boss. So that first step could be, um, I want to set up the kitchen so that we can bake cakes. Yeah. Right? We could interview people that are doing weddings or doing birthdays and find out what kind of cakes they're looking for and find out what the costs of the cakes are. So we can really start driving into values and we can set those goals. So our goal would be for the first cake, or uh, would be to we're gonna build, we're gonna make this first cake, and we're gonna do it in sixty minutes. So, so for clarity, we're making cakes as a as a business. As a business, okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, so I, we I, were making donuts. Yeah, yeah. And we're we're creating a new branch to bake the cakes, and and now we're setting the goals within this this specific measurable, you know, uh, achievable yeah, goals. Yeah. And it's 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 achievable to be able to go from donuts to cakes. We wouldn't go from making donuts to making metal art, right? That's not achievable, right? So we have to create achievable. Um, yeah, and, and you know what? Maybe that's achievable, but maybe that's not the R. Maybe it's not realistic, right? Yeah. You're going to be a donut and metal shop, um, shop you know? Um, it's kind of like I've been to a place before where it was a video store, but also a deli, and they had a, like a, a morgue in the back. It was all three in one, and you're like... What the hell? Like, <laughs> I would like to know where that is because I am excited by going to a morgue deli. That that's incredible. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I could point you in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> Might be in Surrey. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, and and you know, um, so yeah, I guess from a business perspective, measurable meaning like we have to set targets, um, maybe some KPIs. We've talked about that in the past. Um, I was thinking it was on a more personal level. I make donuts. Now I want to be a cake maker within my company. 
Um, you know, for me that I would have to, you know, talk to my boss, we'd create that goal together. Yep. How do I get the training? Yep. What, what tools do I need to become familiar with? Cause it's obviously a little bit different than making donuts. Right. Yep. Um, but no, and, and then we fall on T obviously, which is time, bound, time which bound. is probably the most important one of all. Um, it's the difference between a dream and, and an actual goal, right? If you don't put a stake in the sand and say, that's where I need to get to, then it's like not putting an event in your calendar. You're going to forget about it or other things are going to take over that uh, that goal of yours and it's just a hoop dream. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You want to make it time bound. And let's say you don't meet the goal. So you set a goal and you fail. You fail at, you failed at making that goal. So as you set a time bound, I want to be started making cakes by August of 2023 and I want to be very good at it. We want to be profitable. Setting a goal doesn't guarantee you to meet it. Right? You might not make it to the 20th floor. You might make it to the 16th floor. But there's so much learnings in between. Maybe you've seen something along that journey to, to making the cakes that there's another path for you. I agree. I, I think the so we talk about like how goals should be dynamic um, and the ability to pivot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of, yep. it's the difference between like a stretch target and sales and, and your actual target, right? right. So um, you're not always going to hit that stretch target. You're going to have to pivot, get back to that regular sales target. And and I think goals are exactly the same way. I've fallen flat many times, but you pick yourself up, you you reevaluate, you communicate with your leader or your team, and and you and you reassess, and then you put another stake in the sand and you go for it. Yeah, yeah. Fa- failure is not. It shouldn't be known as something bad. Um, failure, there's lots of things to learn in between while you're doing the steps along that path to to your upper floor, to your goal. Right. Here's a little trick that I'll share with you guys. Uh, kind of a, my little secret when I'm writing goals, and I'll, 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 I've established a few goals for this year for myself. I'll share my goal and my 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 smart steps with other people so i'll write them out i'm committing to them um so i've taken the time i've written out the specific goal i'll share it with other people that is a commitment to myself but now i've shared that commitment with everybody else and so now people can go hey how far along are you on your goal have you finished you know your specific and your measurable part of your goal. Where are you on your your ladder, or or your staircase, t- to your goal? And and that's a big help for me. And that's one of my secrets for for achieving goals is be, being able to share it. I think it's a good example of also um, leading by example. So whether you're sharing your goals with your peers or you're sharing your goals with your employees, for your case. You know, you're showing them that I'm a goal-oriented person. I'm creating goals. Uh, you're have, you're having open and honest dialogue with them and communication, and I think that might inspire some folks to be like, "Yeah, I I want to take that same path." Right? So. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, you know, if you want to share it with, you can share it with anyone. Really, um, you can share it with your coworkers. You can share it with your family. You can share it with a friend, and you can actually ask for advice from your mentors or friends or family as well about about your goal and and when you when you start talking about achievable and realistic you can get some feedback from those people am i going to make it to the nfl am i going to be a wide receiver for the for the buffalo bills or san francisco 49ers no i passed that age group or bracket but maybe there's something else there maybe i can work in the head office or, or find another role 
Well, and you know, I would implore people to search out individuals that have um, accomplished that goal in the past. A lot of the goals that we set have been done before, and it's whether you're doing it through research or if you work in an organization, reach out to people. Who's come across this problem before? And I bet you nine out of 10 times you're gonna find somebody within your organization that can support you in that goal because they've been there, they've gone through that issue, and then you're not reinventing the wheel either, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, and if you share your passion and your goal with, with people, people are more inclined to sharing with you than saying no. And I haven't met very many people that have said, no, I don't have time for you. Well, I have a goal I want to achieve. I want to be a vice president or I want to be, I want to bake cakes and I want to be the best at doing it. People will share with you when, when you, sh when you show that you put in the effort that you want, you know, to, to, to have a goal. If you're going in, just saying, Hey, I'd like to, you know, lose a hundred pounds in four days. Well, that's not achievable, realistic, and you're not gaining the attention of that individual that you're asking. But if you have a time bound and it's and it's a properly laid out goal, they'll share with you, you know, what they did to achieve those goals. Well, you know, when we first started talking about this topic prior to today, I, my mind right away went to the employee side. So I was like, I've been there not only uh, as an employee, but I've also been there from in support of my employees. Um, and a few things I really wanted to touch on, you know, if you're creating your annual goal, you're setting goals, or maybe it's a quarterly goal. Um, or maybe it's just a career advancement goal. I want to get to the next level. How do I get there? Um, we talked about SMART, but from an employee's perspective, what you want from your leader is you want a leader that shows up and is an active listener, right? So simple things, you know, you're booking a meeting, you're getting 100% of their attention, devices are off, all that type of stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, Two-way communication, providing feedback is essential from, from both sides of the fence. Um, Open-minded to change and growth. So you want a leader that embraces your goals. Um, they're okay with you not taking the same path they took to get to their position. No, a lot of always times, a way. yeah, a lot of times people try to guide them. Yeah. Well, this is what I did, so this is what worked for me. Um, be mindful of your emotional intelligence. Uh, don't don't let your emotions like I'm really passionate about this because. Sometimes your emotions will actually um, supersede the, um, what am I trying to say here? The, what's good for the business. Yeah. They can blur, they blur the lines. 100%. Yeah, blur the yeah. lines. I've had that before. I get really passionate, really, really almost emotional and just kind of ramped up about something. And I realized that that's kind of, it's a selfish goal and it wasn't, you know, in, in the right uh, mind frame. So um, be a mentor and, and don't be a boss. So offer that support, okay? You know, easy to guide somebody and say, do this, this, and this, and, and then come back and talk to me in three months. A mentorship is more along the lines of check in with me next week, let's see how you're doing. Uh, what can I do to support you? Um, I find a lot of times it's just a check of the box. You know, let's check off this 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 smart goal and, and come see me in six months and we'll see if you did anything. It's like, well, that's, nobody's getting anywhere with that. Yeah, so. you gotta put in the time as a leader too. You gotta list, take the time to listen and schedule it with those employees as well. Uh, commend effort is one more I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, no goal is too small or no goal is, you know, some goals can be too large if they're unrealistic. Yep. But commend the effort of the individual for putting that time together. If it is a well laid out plan, let them know, hey, this is great, fantastic work. Yep. This is my feedback. This is how I think we should move forward with this. But um, wait, good job. And I think that's going to go a long way with a lot of folks. So um, from a leader's perspective, 
last thing I'll say is make sure that the goals are aligned with your team. Um, you're all on the same level and, and that of course you're all pointed in the same direction. You know, yep. um, you don't want individual goals to be so different from other individual goals that the team isn't, there's no cohesion there. And then that is not actually pushing the business forward and, and supporting your clients, right? That's right. That's right. You're, you're all pulling the rope in the same direction as opposed to pushing the rope in different directions. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get to the end goal. 100%. All right. Well, I'm going to shift into the, our next topic, which, which flows quite nicely into this, and that's resiliency, um, also called grit. Some people will call it grit. But resiliency, and Clint's going to hit us with the definition of resiliency, and then we're going to jump into what it is to be resilient as a leader and uh, and uh, also an employee. So a few definitions, but I'll give you Oxford Dictionary. Oxford, yeah. Yeah. Stan, yeah, that Oxford guy is incredible. Um, the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties. See, and that fits quite well with the goals because we're setting those goals. We're going to have obstacles in front of us when we establish those goals. Goals don't just happen overnight um, unless you're, you know, a magician. But LeBron James comes to mind as soon as I was thinking about goals. He practiced from the age of four. I saw a picture with him with a, a toy basketball hoop. He worked and worked and worked and worked. His goal was to be an NBA star and he's there. All there's obstacles all in front of us. How do we handle them? How do we achieve them? And and how do we meet those goal those 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 goals by going through some obstacles? The great thing about obstacles or challenges is once you once you complete them or step them, they're mini they're like miniature goals within like as a step towards your goal. So you've learned something, you've grown from it, and and you can almost give yourself a pat on the back. You did it. You you made that first step, that first step towards that goal. So. Being resilient is, is working through those obstacles, working through those challenges. One the analogy I, I like to use, I've used it in the past, but I, I stole it, I'll be, I'll be honest, was um, you know getting run over by a bus, that analogy, right? Mm -hmm. So I had one of my previous leaders told me, he said, you know, we all get run over by the bus. He goes, but not every one of us gets up right afterwards yeah. and, and gets back to work. Most people, when they get run over by a bus, they lie down and they go, oh, poor me, and can't believe you know I I got hit it's by happened. a bus yeah. and and you know it's it's and that's resiliency that's grit that's toughness um, and and the ability to push on and I think that that does separate the LeBron James from the guy sitting on the bench on his team right yeah so. yeah you you got to keep your composure during that too especially under stress and under duress as a leader you're going to be pressure. So you're going to have the goal and something's going to get in your way and obstacles are going to get in your way. You got to keep your composure under stress, under duress, under pressure. It's inevitable that there's going to be an obstacle. No, no plan goes perfectly. You have to be able to adapt, pivot as a leader. You know, if you have a setback, it's okay. It's just a setback. You're still going. You're still, still working towards your goal. It's just a setback. And so you pivot, adjust. And, and move forward. And for me, I always want to have multiple plans. And I have a couple multiple plans in my back pocket in case something happens. So a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. You can't just get hit by the bus and plan A, well, that didn't work and I'm just gonna lay here and I'm gonna feel sorry for myself. 
right? Your team, you're not building your connection with your team. You're, you're the guy that laid down, right? You want to get back up. Let's work on plan B team. Let's pull everybody together. We're a strong unit as a whole and get right back to it, right? You have to be resilient as a leader because those obstacles aren't going to be, uh, you're not going to be able to be predictable. They're not predictable roadblocks or challenges. They're very unpredictable. And yeah. so your ability to, to bend and flex, but don't break. Yeah, I like that. It's contingency planning, right? Um, or in the telecom space, we have a redundancy network, right? Yeah. Things break down. Things don't work. Plan A, a lot of the times, doesn't work. Yeah. What You have to have a plan B. Yeah, one side of the network gets cut. That's okay. It switches. It pivots and works on the other side of the network while you fix the main trunk, right? Yeah. So what I wanted to talk about now, as we kind of wrap up on resiliency, and uh, I wanted to share a little bit about why um, we have the mocktail. Yeah, great. And then we have, you know, the leaded. People want to know. Jason. Yeah, people, people want to know. know. <laughs> people want to know. So for me, I uh, personally take uh, 42 days of sobriety starting in January. Um What's the what's it, the significance on forty two days? So forty. I started. I started January years ago. January. I'm gonna purge. I'm gonna not purge. I'm going to cleanse my body. I'm going to get back. You know, some of that Christmas. You know, time that I spent drinking, and I almost found myself drinking almost every day. Just it's Christmas time. What it meant to me in January? Let's cleanse. Let's take a break. And then for some reason, I added an extra eleven days. It, it just felt okay. I can I can go another extra eleven days, almost like a challenge. But uh, eleven plus thirty one is forty two, if my math is correct. And that's Jackie Robinson. I'm a huge baseball uh, fanatic or fan, and really respect Jackie. And so I thought, you know, forty two is a great number. Let's let's extend it to forty two, and that's my number. And, and forty two days of sobriety. You know, can't be all that bad for myself. No, it's, that's great. Yeah, I think the liver needs it every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, it, and, I, and I would say for everybody that, that maybe doesn't drink, you, you probably don't have to worry about hangovers or any of that stuff. But for me, from taking that break, I'm a little bit more mentally crisp, a little bit fresher, a little bit a little bit easier to get out of bed some some mornings. I will say that uh, losing weight is it comes off quite a bit easier. And uh, I think I'm just more engaged when, when I'm not drinking. And so I'm on day 11. I do, I mean, I miss having a drink. Right? So no more love handles? But, but... I mean, there's there's handles. I don't know what, what we call those. Friendship handles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Built like a rock, just the wrong shape. <laughs> so and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk through and give you a little bit of history on um, the tequila sunrise. And then I'm going to make a mocktail for myself. And then I'm also going to make the leaded one for Clint because Clint is, you know, full, full power. And so the history behind the tequila sunrise, uh, long history, dated, dating back to the early 1900s. The drink was created in Mexico and became popular in the United States during the Prohibition era. Uh, it's a classic fruity cocktail with tequila, orange juice, and grenadine uh, in the recipe. And the reason I chose the tequila sunrise, you know, in the beginning of the year, 
you know, you'd be, you'd, be, you'd be thinking to yourself, well, this is more of a summery drink, right? It's a, it's tequila, it's orange juice, grenadine. But the reason why I chose the tequila sunrise is we're sunsetting on the previous year. Now we're moving into the next year. Let's have the new year's sunset together. And we're going to have the sunrise together. And we're going to enjoy a nice cocktail and a mocktail. So the people that don't drink, I'm making this for you as well. I picked up some some um, non-alcoholic wine to mix in here to replace our tequila. We've got some orange juice. We've got some grenadine here as well. I've got dehydrated orange wedge. We're going to put it on top. It's going to be a nice little garnish. And uh, we're going to kick off. We're going to end up our, our episode two or episode one. Sorry, season two, episode one on, uh, on high note. Great. Right. No, I love it. I, you know, the, the tequila sunrise, I haven't had one in a long time. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of a tequila sunset, which is another cocktail. Um, the only difference is that it has blackberry brandy in it instead of the grenadine. But I uh, do love the tequila sunrise. We have had a request for food pairing with our drinks. So what would we recommend? I think with a citrusy drink like this, something that's crisp, refreshed, orange juice, I would go with something like, um, and tequila, of course, I'd go with something like a chips and fresh guacamole, maybe a ceviche, mm -hmm. you know, um, just something that's light, but also um, Mexican inspired. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit of salsa or uh, um, queso. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm just watching you make the drink here. I'm enamored. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking to me? I didn't know you were talking to me. <laughs> Uh, one okay fun fact about tequila sunrise is that it's one of the very few cocktails that's actually unmixed so you don't mix a tequila sunrise because you want those uh, colors of separation you want it to look like red on the bottom uh, pink and orange on top so it actually looks like a sunrise and we're popping bottles here let's hear it You're right. whoa <laughs> that's that was way better than I thought it was going to be. That's incredible. So that was the um, that was the sparkling non-alcoholic wine. Um, that, that was the bottle we just popped. And what we're doing is we're adding our grenadine on top on, on top of that. So we poured in the tequila and the leaded. We poured in our non-alcoholic wine in the uh, mocktail. Now we're adding our 100% pure orange juice, not from concentrate. Not from concentrate, only the good stuff. So it sits on top. Oh yeah, look at that. We, you know what we need to do? We need to take a picture of that. So we put it up on Twitter. We will do that. Top shelf, one, two, three, four, five. It looks beautiful. And the, uh, the classic garnish is an orange slice with a maraschino cherry and a little funky umbrella is what they uh, normally serve it in, in a tall rocks glass. Jason's classing it up here. We've got a beautiful all-natural citrus freeze-dried wedge here. It looks fantastic. Pinwheel. Okay, so this is the first time I've had a mocktail or a tequila sunrise mocktail. So... I don't know what to expect. So okay. cheers. Nostravie. Delicious. 
And it's surprisingly not bad, the mocktail. You know what? And I uh, I love tequila. I like the, the flavor of it. A lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. I would say if you're not a tequila fan, just one ounce of tequila. Um, but with me, bring on the tequila. Yeah, there's it. two ounces in yours for sure. And I got two ounces of this sparkling wine, uh, non-alcohol sparkling wine. And it's actually quite, I don't want to say delightful, but it's quite refreshing. So should we order um, chips and guacamole? Is that... Uh, I'll go make up a batch of queso right quick. Oh, very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining. Um, I appreciate you listening. And, uh, and what we want to do is continue. You're going to see us probably live and in, in person in the studios coming in February. I'm committing to its goal. We'll get one more in I'm like probably going to have to... Sh- I mean, yeah, month, well... I want to be able to do it so that we get through the mocktails so my 42 days of sobriety mm. and then we're in the studio live with full lead um, and, and hitting it. I got a great mocktail for you. I'm so I'm on the next cocktail. I'm you gonna, are? I'm Clint's on the next nice, nice mocktail. Yeah, we go back and forth on the on the on the cocktails and uh, just appreciate you guys listening. Uh, love you and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Can't stop us now. <laughs> love you everybody. Take care. <laughs>